Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is A Little English. Every episode, I read a short story. After the story, there are three tiny lessons. Okay, so this week and next week, we're going to take a little break from 40 stories. Why? Because it's really, really hard for me to write a good story every single week and make the tiny lessons and record and edit everything. Also, I want these 40 stories to finish around Christmas this year. So, actually, I need to take some breaks. So, I found a fun science fiction story from 1955 that's out of copyright, and I'm going to read it to you. This one is, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I can tell you that this story is very sweet. Nothing horrible, I promise. The name of this story is Selling Point by Norman Arkawi. Good morning, madam, Ira said. I represent... We, we don't want any, said the woman, easing the door shut. With the time-tested finesse of door-to-door -door salesmen, Ira slipped his size 12 shoe between the swinging door and the jam. But, madam, if you'll give me a few minutes of your time... The woman shook her head. It won't do you any good, she said, trying to squeeze the door shut over his foot. Whatever it is, we don't want any. I represent U.S. Robot Company, Ira persisted. He smiled pleasantly. His unyielding foot maintained a six-inch-wide avenue of communication between himself and the woman in the house. Long the leader in commercial and industrial mechanicals, U.S. Robot is now introducing a new line of home servants designed to assist the housewife in every possible task about the house. You're wasting your time, the woman said wearily. Ira used his professional smile to indicate that he enjoyed wasting his time. When you've seen the demonstration, he said, I'm sure you'll agree that no home should be without a Model 1 household robot. The woman looked out at him, silently, patiently, resigned. She was pretty and petite and very young. And from her appearance had never done a day's work 
in her life. A typical newlywed, Ira thought. A perfect prospect, he decided. As you undoubtedly know, the outstanding characteristics of U.S. robot mechanicals have always been ability, durability, and reliability. Their performance in industry has earned for the United States robot company the enviable reputation it is proud to possess. Leader in the art. Artist of the trade. If it's U.S. robot, it's perfect. The woman smiled and allowed the door to swing open slightly. What about amalgamated androids, she asked. I understand they've got some pretty good models, too. Well, Ira admitted, some of their models are pretty good. Adequate, perhaps. But why take anything but the best? And, of course, our robots... I've seen some AA models that are perfect, the woman said. A suggestion of a smile tugged at the corner of her mouth. How can yours be any better than perfect? Ira's voice took on a confidential complexion. Some of their models are beautiful, he conceded, and... They may seem to work well when they're new, but they're not built to last like ours. Why, I think, the woman tried to interrupt, that some of... How can you compare them to U.S. Robot, Ira ran on. We have had 47 years of experience in producing mechanicals for the most difficult jobs imaginable. Amalgamated androids, while producing an adequate household model, does not have the valuable know-how to build into their mechanicals the strength and quality that is taken for granted in every machine bearing the U.S. robot label. The woman was skeptical. Maybe your company does make the best factory hands, she argued, but household robots must be aesthetic as well as rugged, and amalgamated androids are specialists in building humanoid robots. Well, your company... But madam, Ira said, grinning. Our household models are perfectly human in appearance. I should say imperfectly human because we even give them tiny blemishes to make them seem more natural. The woman was obviously unconvinced. Ira applied the clincher. What greater proof could you want than this? He held up his left hand, bearing his wrist so that she could see his identification stamp. Model 1. Masculine. 
Serial number 271461412V, U.S. Robot Company, Incorporated. The woman's eyes widened. Her face took on an expression of delighted surprise. What better proof could you want? Ira repeated. Do I look like a robot? Am I not a perfect humanoid? Here, he said, extending his hand. Feel my skin and see if it isn't just like a man's. The woman gingerly touched his hand. Her eyes mirrored her satisfaction. Ira pressed his advantage. Model 1 robots come in both masculine and feminine designs, built to your individual specifications as to size, coloring, strength, personality traits, apparent age, and so forth. For example, lonely people can have companionship built in, if they like. You can have an Ira or... Inez, possessing an almost human intelligence and free choice, or you can get one that is blindly servile and which will never volunteer advice or information. You can get an elderly, refined butler, or a handsome young man about the house. You can get a pretty, petite parlor maid, or a buxom cook. Ira paused to observe his customer. She was looking at him in a peculiar way. Knowing that he was a robot, she seemed to be appraising him as she would a man. Ira noted her odd reaction and puzzled over it usually went the other way. Women lost interest in him when they learned that he was not a man. Why don't you come inside? The woman suggested suddenly, opening the door for him. Ira smiled at her graciously and went into the house. Well, reaction was not so puzzling after all, he decided. A young and virtuous wife would feel the conventional fears that were built into her by society. She had to be careful. It was conceivably dangerous to be alone in the house with a handsome man. But if he's a robot, she has nothing to fear. From him or herself. That's part one. What do you think? I think it's very cute. I've always loved 
old science fiction stories like this. So, like always when we do a two-part story, I'd like you to take a moment and make a prediction about how this story will end. Maybe even write it down on a piece of paper so you can check it next week. What's going to happen with Ira and this lady? I'm not going to tell. Let's do some tiny lessons. How's the big picture looking? Cute. It's looking cute. My question is, why does Ira reveal that he's a robot? Take a minute and think about it. It's because he's trying to show how lifelike these U.S. robots are. They could fool anyone. And what's the hot new dance at the Dictionary Disco? It's the robot, of course. I'm sorry. Anyway, I have two vocabulary words for you. The first one is adequate. It's in there twice. It must be important. Adequate means good enough. Not really very good, but, you know, okay. And the second vocab word is gingerly. It has nothing to do with the yummy spice, ginger. Instead, it means very carefully or cautiously. So when she touched his hand, gingerly, maybe she's a little bit afraid of him? And how about a nice melody moment? It's p. That's the sound you get from the letter P. This one is hard for me because it's rough on the microphone, so I'll do my best. To make this sound correctly, you have to bring your lips into your mouth and then pop them back out again. And this is an unvoiced sound. You don't use your throat. But if you did, what sound would it make? Try by yourself right now. But vibrate your throat. Yeah. B like the letter B. Crazy, right? P and B make like 95% the same sound. Let's do the credits. 
Thank you for listening to this special bonus episode of A Little English. Every episode is produced entirely by me, Edward Cooper Howland, here in Hiroshima, Japan. If you like this show, tell someone about it. A recommendation from a friend is the best way to get someone to listen, and I would really appreciate it. I got this story from Project Gutenberg, which is a super cool resource for copyright-free books, and you should check it out again. Thank you so much for listening. For now, be kind to yourselves and to each other.